Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Bridge Teaching Podcast. We hope that the messages you hear are both uplifting and challenging. And now, welcome to the Bridge. So Missions Week, man, for the, from here on out, students are taking over this service. If you guys are like, hey, this is pretty cool, um, come the next year. Because this year, uh, we couldn't go international because they made you guys have vaccines. Which, like, I think maybe, like, three of you have a vaccine. I have a vaccine. But I don't think any of you guys do. So we're going to go out of the country this year. Next year, Lord willing, we're going. But as God will is it, this trip's been insane. We're halfway through it. And you guys are going to hear about it tonight. Um, but right now, we have prepared something for you. Um, so students, please come out here and take your places. Okay? And guys, just like um, as they're walking out preparing, students listen to me as they're coming out. Just like you guys listen to me and honor me. When um, I'm speaking or sharing or preaching from the Word of God, when they're sharing, please lock it in. Please show them honor. And then um, come talk to them after service as well. So you guys, come on out. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. They've been performing this skit a handful of times. You guys got this. I think stuff's more nerve-wracking in front of the peers, you know? Cool. All right. Can I I give a three, two, one countdown? All right. Three, two, one, go.
Clap for them one more time. They worked really hard on that. That's it. Cool. All right. Cheyenne, I think you're sharing first, right? Yep. Cool. Here you go. Hi, guys. I'm Cheyenne, if you didn't notice. But um, that was just a skit about how a girl falls into, like, rejection, depression, alcohol, drugs. Um, we've been working on that for a little bit. So we think we did pretty good. Um, I just want to say... You guys did great. So can we give one more hand to them, guys? But now we're just doing testimonies. Um, I was born here in Florida, in Melbourne. Um, grew up in a Christian home, not much different than anybody else. Um, my mom and dad separated when I was really young. So that was kind of hard on me growing up. But it was especially hard right after I went on my first mission trip in 2019. Um, my mom got diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. And right after that, my aunt got diagnosed with breast cancer. So it was kind of like one right after the other. Um, it was really difficult on me. I was very much in a place where I thought, like, why is God doing this to me of all people? Like, I've done everything right my entire life. Why me? So I walked away from my faith for about a year through COVID, and I just got back, like, about a year and a half ago, and it was, it was, like, one of those moments where it feels like you physically feel something hitting you, like, why are you doing this? So um, God just kind of, like, helped me through that, and um, one of the guys we talked to on the mission trip, uh, we went to a mall in Daytona, and I was talking to him with Hannah, and we just kind of, like, related on another level because his um, his mom is in a rehab facility because she's like she fell and she just wasn't doing great and my grandma was also in a rehab facility um, unfortunately another thing that I was kind of like praying about is that she would come home and she would heal she so far does not look like that but we're still praying and this time I know I have God by my side um, Kate put an image in my head a couple days ago when we were talking about this, like the mission trip, and she said, um, God's always sitting with you, even if somebody laughs at you. He's always right next to you, so they're laughing at the most powerful being in the world. They're not laughing at you. They're not laughing at him, like, just to ignore it, and I just kind of thought, like, God's sitting right next to me, so what do I have to worry about? And I just, like... It's kind of difficult to talk about, especially sharing your personal testimony and being so vulnerable. It's kind of like God's showing me that even through this, maybe I can help somebody else. Maybe somebody's going through the same thing and they just don't want to talk about it and they don't want to seek help. And it's okay to ask for help. I asked for help from Jackson and Mike, and it was like I realized I had a really good community around me. So, yeah.
Hi, I'm Aaron, if you don't know who I am. Uh, yeah, so I'm just going to jump right into my testimony. Uh, I've been a Christian all my life. I've, I've like, accepted, accepted the Lord um, at a really young age. And uh, I've been really blessed to have a good church in Texas to, to grow me, right? Um, yeah, but at the age of 13, we moved, right? Oh, I forgot to tell about our, yeah, okay, we moved. And uh, now I had a new youth group, right? The bridge. But the bridge isn't what it was now. Um, and I felt kind of outcast, right? I, I had a hard time connecting. I was really, really shy. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was so bad I actually left for a while. Uh, I eventually came back. And then around the year 2020, year of corona, uh, everything shut down. My life actually didn't change that much because... Well, I was homeschooled, and I was fine not really talking to anyone, right? I was kind of just doing my thing. Uh, and then the bridge had a video call conference. I didn't want to go, honestly. I was like, man, you know what? It's not, it's okay, right? But my parents, they, uh, they were like, I think, I think you should. I think you should do this video call thing. And it was amazing, right? I... I got to talk with no one seeing my face, which was amazing. I got to express myself, and I really got connected into the bridge. Um, and then everything came back, and we're all here, and I was connected, right? Um, now, let's see. <clears throat> yeah. But I still remembered how it was being, not really being integrated into it. Um, a little while after, uh, the Lord uh, put my heart uh, that I had to serve, right? And so I went to Jackson and I asked, hey, how can I serve, right? And he said, well, you know, we got a couple things, right? And then one thing stuck out. It was a welcome team. Jackson wanted a welcome team for, for a while, but it hasn't stuck. So I said, okay, I'll do it. So through me, God started a welcome team. Um, because, yes. <clears throat> Which is great, right? So we started a welcome team. And, okay, so the welcome team isn't just here so we can welcome new people, although that is good. That is our goal. My other hope, or our other hope, was that it would encourage everyone else to talk to new people as well. Because it's really hard. Don't, can't you agree, guys? It's really hard to get integrated into a church. There are all these cliques. There are all, like, all sorts of things. And that's what the welcome team is trying to downgrade, right? That's what we're trying to break. So the welcome team, don't leave that stuff just to the welcome team. I want you guys to do that too. Speak to someone new. I challenge you. All right? Cool. God will do great things with you if you just let him. 
Thank you. Uh, hey, I am Xander, and I was a pretty fortunate kid. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, uh, Christian school. I had very, very loving parents. Um, uh, my dad was a pastor. Uh, he's head of ministry, and he's just a, he's such like a good um, person to talk to about spiritual things. And I was just super blessed with a great family. Um, but when I was leaving eighth grade, um, my dad said I wasn't ready for the world for public school, and um, I insisted that I was, and um, ended up going to Bayside, um, and um, I just I just got shocked. I, I wasn't ready for it. Um, I just wanted to conform with the world. Uh, do whatever or do whatever everybody else was doing and um, doing what I thought was cool and um, just completely wrecked me. I, I got into a relationship with a girl and it just it just went bad. Um, just a lot of bad things found me and um, but like the song said, um, God found me. He, he picked me up, he turned me around and he placed my feet on solid ground. Um, and by, or the way he did that, he sent friends to me. He, um, they invited me to church, uh, and I, I came here and just the pastors here, friends here just encouraged me and showed me love and, um, it just, it just broke me down. I was, I was feeling so guilty yet so like relieved so saved, um, and before public school, I had, um, I, I, I had moments where I was just completely in love with God. I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, I got baptized in 2010, um, you know, 2016, and, um, it was just great, just very joyful time. I went on a mission trip to Mexico in 2019. Um, and that just, that was like one of the first times I just got completely like overwhelmed with God and just, um, realized who he was. But I was warned that, uh, once we got back, um, there might be a little falling out. There might be, um, a little bit of walking away from God. And, um, I didn't take the warning. Um, and I walked away from God and went to public school and, um, but then God found me, and ever since I've been coming back here and having friends encouraging me, pastors encouraging me, um, just amazing like teachings and encouragement, um, I've just had this burning fire, passion for God, um, hasn't stopped. And um, recently, um, middle of last year, me and Jackson at Bayside decided to um, be a light there, um, where they needed, uh, God, Jesus in their lives. And we started first priority. It was a Christian club. Um, one of the first ones there, well, not the first ones they had, um, FCA, but in a while because of COVID and it shut it down. And, um, a few times Jackson invited me to lead it. And 
uh, just completely led by the Holy Spirit, like words flowed from me and um, just complete great times just with God and um, helping others, being a light in that school. And um, we had, we started off like five kids in the beginning of that club. And uh, by the end, there were like 20, 20, 25. And um, that's a pretty big increase. But um, by the end, I think it was uh, at the very like last teaching, we had a prayer at the very end. And um, we had 13 kids come to Christ. Um, and it was just, it was super encouraging to me. Like, seeing how God was using me in my life. And um, I've just had like this fire my heart ever like just keep on burning and um, we had this mission trip and uh, God placed it on my heart for me to go to it and um, it just got me close with all my best friends all my pastors and just um, super encouraging to me um, friends along the way just giving me words of encouragement and like prayer um, even just like random people on the street we had like a group of just I think it was like 20 people just uh, put hands on us and just pray over us and um, just super encouraging times and um, God's just been giving me encouragement through it all and um, one thing through this trip that he showed me is um, prayer um, it's super powerful it's, it's healing, it's, um, it gives you peace, encouragement. Um, you're talking with the creator of the universe and it's just a different level. And um, I've, I've been praying a lot more through it. And, um, but we've, we've had some fun, it's been pretty funny. And just, um, we've had smiles, laughs, um, together and we've also had down times but um like being super discouraged but god sent us some encouragement sent us people to pray over us and um just lead us in the right way and it just um brought us all up together once we were all like super joyful and um yeah that's about it thank you guys Hey guys, I'm Jen, and I just want to take a moment to just acknowledge the fact that God has worked in so many lives, and honestly, like, it's just amazing to see all these testimonies and just how much God has truly worked in our lives, and all, no testimony is the same, and that's just literally amazing, but anyways, so for my testimony, I was very blessed with an amazing family, and they, and they were, <laughs> words, words are hard, but anyways, <laughs> I was very blessed with such an amazing family, and I was raised to love God, but 
honestly, in my heart, I truly didn't know exactly who God was. But I discovered that a little bit later in life. So when I was younger, I was, you know how people get bullied? Yeah, I was, I was the person who bullied those people. I was, I was mean. I was rude to anyone I could. I don't know why, but I just felt that I had to make other people feel bad about themselves because I was insecure. And honestly, that, that didn't turn out too good in the end. I had, like, no friends. Nobody really, you know, wanted to talk to me. And I wondered why. But I really never put much thought to it. So I just was always mean to people all the time, especially, like, in, the, like in elementary school main, mainly because, I don't know, I was an immature little kid. <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> then later, I moved. I used to live in New York. And so I moved down here, like, almost four years ago. And it was hard. It was honestly really hard to get adjusted to a new school. And I realized that my personality has not changed one bit. I was still rude to people. And I just never found a heart of loving people. I always thought that everyone was so full of hate. But in reality, it was actually me that was full of hate. So in ninth grade, which was like 2020, you know, 2019 to 2020, I was rude to everybody still. And I had a best friend time. We're still, we're actually still best friends. Like, <laughs> we had our fights, a lot of fights. I was so rude to him, and it was just not great. And I would always put him down, and I would think that some of the things I did was cool. It wasn't. I got sucked into all the high school drama, and it wasn't great. I thought that because I was now a high schooler, I had to be everything. I had to be really cool and just following all the trends. But then when we broke from, for quarantine, honestly, quarantine was a blessing in disguise for me. Like, God knew that I truly needed this. So one day I was sitting in my room, and it was right when we got off from school. And I realized something. So my sister came up to me, and she was like, Jen, why are you so rude to people? Why? Like, why? How, you're not benefiting from this. Like, people are hurt, and you've hurt people. And it's not, it's not cool. And God made me realize just how horrible of a person I was being. I instantly felt insecure. I instantly felt like my personality was crap. And honestly, I just felt horrible about myself. I felt that I just couldn't, I couldn't fix this. I had no hope that I just, that all my friendships, everyone that I knew, like, I just hurt. And I felt really bad. Honestly, I felt really bad. I started bawling my eyes out. And then I was, I mean, I was kind of a believer. Like, I believed that there was a God, but I never actually knew who God was. I never really trusted him. I never really sought out reading my Bible or anything. I barely even had a Bible. And I just 
never, never thought it was cool because nobody else did it. And so then I was, then I was in my room, you know, bawling my eyes out, <laughs> crying, being like, why am I like this? And then I asked God, I'm like, God, if you're there, tell me why I'm like this. Tell me how I can fix this, how I can be a good person, because I'm a bad person. And honestly, after that, I just felt a wave of hope. I felt calm. I felt like there was a solution that I could fix this. And that was all God. I realized that a little bit later, that it was all God telling me that there was hope, that I could fix this. I could make new friends. I could be kind to people. I could actually, I can actually be a good person. And so quarantine blessed me with, you know, the time to work on myself. God blessed me with the time to work on myself. And I I started going online, looking up, you know, how to be closer with God, and just looking up what is, like, Christianity? Like, how do I get more involved in it? What do I do? And looking up just how to be nice to people, basically. I really didn't know that much about, you know, human interactions. I had social anxiety at the time as well, so everything just felt so, like, I was so insecure about everything. But... Just that night makes me think that, like, there was hope for me. And, like, you know, like the song said, God is my living hope. He's all, like, I realized he was there with me that night, sitting in my room with me, giving me that realization that I have hope. I can fix this. And that just truly shows just how amazing God works. And now... I'm a much better person. <laughs> and God has truly taught me how to love people because he is love. And that's just truly amazing. I never thought that I would be able to love people the way I do now, now that I have Christ in my life. So that night I gave my life to Christ. And here I am today, standing right here, sharing my testimony of how amazing God is. So... Thank you. Hi, everyone. My name's Hannah, if you don't know me. Um, so, yeah, like they said, we're just giving testimonies. Um, so, as far as I can remember, I've kind of always had a faith. And I don't really know if it's, like, a figment of my imagination or if it's, like, actually the real deal. But I at least do remember my parents telling me that when I was around six years old, one night before bed, they, um, they just prayed with me and asked me to accept the Lord after, like, a Wednesday night at uh, church service. And I said yes, and that's the moment that I myself, like, accepted Christ to be my Lord. But at that time, obviously, I was so young that I couldn't actually comprehend everything that, like, like, wow, like, Jesus died for me, and he rose again and stuff, and that was something that I could not comprehend, um, and as the years went by, it, like, going to Sunday church and Wednesday night, it was always, like, a regular thing for me and my family, and it was never left out of my life, and so with that being said, that it was, like, always something, I don't know, I can't find the word, but, like, it was always there, I guess, um, and with that, I always had that faith, but 
as, mo as some of them said, we went to uh, Mexico in 2019, and that was the moment that when I realized that God was a personal God and that he wanted to have a relationship with me. I remember, like, a lot of moments with in worship when God's presence would just be so real to me, and it was so vast that, like, it was so overwhelming. And that's the moment when I was probably in eighth grade. That's when I like, realize, like, oh, like, this is my life, like, this is going to be my priority, and then a year later, COVID came, and for many, that was, like, a time of isolation, and a lot of depression and anxiety came from that, and aside from COVID, though, a lot of just tragedy and despair came into my family. I lost so many loved ones, and just I don't know, my family was broken, I was broken, and if I'm being, and like that was, first of all, that was like the hardest thing to bear, like I've never gone through really something that was destitute, I guess, and so that was just super heavy, it all happened at once, and I felt, I don't know, my whole family just felt so broken, and later on, like in November of 2020, I remember just feeling like I healed some from all of it, but a lot of people in my family still hadn't healed. And from that came a lot of cargo onto my heart, and I was very heavy. And, like, I just felt super anxious about a lot of things, and I, couldn't, I could not control that anxiety. And, um, yeah, it was just a really tough time for me to, like, actually see, like, oh, God, like, you're there. Like, I've never doubted God was there, but I was, like, I was lacking in the fact that he was with me. But luckily for me, uh, one of my closest friends poured into my life so, so much, so immensely, and um, he really just showered me in the scriptures and reminded me of God's promise that he's always with me and he'll never forsake me. And from that, fast forward a little bit to New Year's, we went on vacation, and I remember, like, always just being, like, okay, like, I have to get my devotions in before we go out and, like, do activities for the day, and that was something that I made, like, my first priority, like, I'd wake up early and stuff, and over that time, I realized that God's faithfulness is, like, so unexplainable, like, God's faithfulness, and he stood beside me, and I was never alone, even though I felt like it, and that's the moment when my life, like, really changed. Like, when I decided, oh, like, this is my year. Like, this is my year to develop in God's character, to implement that in my life. And I don't know, to really just dive deeper into what God has in store for me. And at the beginning of this year, uh, like, right after that, God gave me a phrase that said, be bold, be bold for me. And along with that came a couple opportunities. Pastor Jackson asked me to teach a couple while, uh, a couple maybe like two months back, and so I did that when I was so nervous, but like God's phrase, like it just, it stuck with me, and I knew that that was my opportunity to start, and then a little bit later, it was the mission, like we heard about the mission trip, and I was like, like this is my moment where God is going to like kind of have like, um, I don't know, like just a very big moment of my life where I feel like his presence is going to overwhelm me once again like it did in Mexico, and it's something that I'm never going to forget. And so from that, um, just kind of the takeaway from it is God's faithfulness is so crazy. And if you feel alone and if you feel anxious and depressed, 
just go to God for it because there's nothing that can stop you from that besides your own thoughts. And he's always going to be there. And even if you don't feel it at the moment, he's going to become present. He already is present. And his answer will come. And so just keep hope. And um, even when we are not faithful, God is faithful. So, yeah, that's it. Thank you. So I was going to talk about a little bit actually about my experience with the mission trip so far. So, but before that, I'm going to give like a little post, no, pre-mission trip story. So um, a little bit, it was actually a few months ago, I, um, I went out evangelizing with a group, a small group, some of them are here. It was with um, Mr. Steve. Zades, he was like leading it, and then Pastor Jackson was there too. And um, before, like, the reason why I went on that is because I I was feeling like, like I don't know, God just put on my heart like that I should go out evangelizing. Like that is something like so crazy and like weird for me because I used to be really shy. I'm still like am on the inside, but um, so like going out and talking to people, that's like terrifying, and um, so yeah, but I went that night, and I ended up talking to this one guy, and um, sorry, Um, I was just like listening to what he was saying, and just hearing how like he didn't, like how much he didn't know about Jesus, and it, I don't know, like I already knew that like most of the world doesn't know about Jesus, and like God's love for them, but um, I don't know, just hearing it personally from that one guy, it just, like, changed my mindset that night, like, as I was listening to him, and I was just, like, like, it, like, God put on my heart that, like, so many people need to know about Jesus, like, in, it's my job, it's our job to tell them, and I thought that um, only people who were gifted in evangelism had to do, like, had to go out and evangelize and, like, tell people, like, share the gospel, but then um, I heard someone say that, um, like, it's not, it's not just for the people who are gifted to evangelize, it's for all of us, like, the Bible doesn't say, like, if you're gifted in evangelism, go out and preach the gospel, it says, go out and preach the gospel, and um, so, yeah, that kind of hit me, and, um, then after that, the mission trip was announced, and I was like, they said it was like an in-state mission trip, and there was going to be like evangelism and stuff like that, and I was like, like I knew that was for me, like I knew I was supposed to do that. So yeah, I was really excited, also very scared, because it was like a really big step of faith, because I've never done a mission trip before, I've never like, I hadn't really gone out evangelizing many times, so I was pretty scared, but um, when I got here, it was just like, it's so encouraging. Like, we've gone out evangelizing in Daytona, in Orlando, and on different beaches and stuff like that, and just the different people that we're talking to, like one, one guy in the mall in Orlando on Monday, I think it was, he, um, like, he was about 12, I think, and... I, we were talking to him, and he was just saying how, like, 
or he wasn't, I don't know, he was just like, like he didn't know Jesus, and I was like telling him about it. I like telling the boy about Jesus, and it was like the coolest thing ever, and I was like, like, that's, like, it's so crazy, and I didn't realize, like, how encouraging it would be to, like, do that and go out and do that, and now, like, it's, it's, I don't know, it's just so encouraging, and then yesterday, last night in Daytona, I was talking, I was talking to this girl, and she came up, and she wanted to, like, get her face painted, because we were doing face painting, and she sat down, and I started talking to her, and, like, she has, she had, like, a super, like, like, horrible and, like, like, life, I guess, like, it was really hard, she has a really hard life, and she was just telling me about it, and I was, like, just being, like, like, you can talk to me, like, I'll, like, try to help you, like, you, you don't have to, um, be afraid to talk to me or anything like that, and, um, so she was talking to me, it was really hard for me to, like, stay, <laughs> like, I don't know, it was hard for me not to get, like, super emotional, because she just has such a hard life, and, um, in the end, I was just, like, like, she wasn't fully, like, there, if you get my drift, so, um, yeah, just in the end, I was, I talked to her for, like, 20 minutes, and I didn't realize that until it was over, but, um, it was really hard and kind of scary, I was, like, really nervous, but also I wasn't, like, God was just giving me words to say, and I was just filled with the Holy Spirit so much, and just, like, talking to her, and, um, she was saying, like, thank you so much, like, she was, like, so thankful that there was face painting that night, she was, like, I'm so glad that I came here tonight, because I wouldn't have been able to, like, meet you, and I'm so thankful to meet you, and then at the end, I prayed for her, and she was just, like, she was just so thankful and grateful, and she was, like, I'm gonna rem remember this tomorrow, like, I'm going to, like, see the face paint on my face and remember this. And I was just, it was so encouraging to me. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's basically it. I was, I just want, last thing is just, like, it's, it encourages me and it also encourages other people, like, talking to them. Sometimes you go up to people and they're also Christians and then they pray for you or you pray for them and that's just, it's so cool to just meet people out in public that love God, and then you can just relate to them in that. And, um, yeah, so I encourage you if, like, if you want to go on a mission trip or if you're feeling a little, like, I don't know, if you, if you want to experience God more and, like, take a step of faith, then I would encourage you to, like, if, if there's a mission trip coming up or if there's, like, an evangel evangelism, like, date to go out, I would encourage you to do that because... You don't, you don't, like, have to talk. Like, there's going to be people with you, so you don't have to, like, be there by yourself, like, the first time. There's going to be people around you, like, showing you, like, how it works and stuff like that. So, but it's just, it's a really encouraging thing, and it's, it has strengthened my faith so much, and just seeing, like, all the things that God has done, and, and all he's worked in my life, and the lives of the team, and, like, all the people that we're talking to. So, Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Hello, my name is Michael. I'm Leah's brother. <laughs> um, so I'm going to just kind of go into more detail, like the things that we've been doing this week. So um, each morning, wake up at 6.30. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 
we spend some time in the Word and um, just just wake up, drink some coffee, eat some breakfast, then um, we're, we go over to, we're, we're um, helping lead the Fearless Camp right now, so that's really fun. We've got, like, we've all separated into groups. We're all leading our own groups right now and just spending time with kids, just kind of showing them love and um, just talking to them about their lives, hanging out with them, just being cool with them, inviting them to church, and just kind of getting into small conversations about, like, who Jesus is and what the gospel is. And um, then from there, we're, uh, on Monday, we went out to Orlando. Um, we went to the two malls. We went to the Florida Mall and then to the Mall of Millennium. We kind of split. We have a big, we have a pretty big group this year, so we split it down the middle, and we send um, one group to the Florida Mall, one group to the Mall of Millennia. So um, I was in the group that went to the Mall of Millennia, and it was just, it was, it, it was kind of weird because that was the first time I'd, I'd done, like, outreach in a little bit, and so I was just kind of getting back into the swing of things. Um, but a lot of people we talked to just kind of brushed us off. The first dude I got to um, actually pray for was a cop, and he was, he was standing over, like, kind of, like, over the balcony. And I went up, and I was like, like, hey, is there anything, like, we're with Calvary Chapel in Melbourne, is there anything we can pray for you for? And he goes, like, and he was like, he like look all the way around him like this, and like all the way back around, and like, and I was like, I was like, I just like smiled at him, and I was like, good, like, and and he was like, sure, and so so I prayed, I just prayed over his safety. I think what I thought is that he thought, I bet he thought that I was trying to distract him from like a robbery or something, like, like, all right, hey, can I pray for you? Like, it was like, it was like. <laughs> that's what it felt like, because he took like a good 10 seconds and looked around. Um, and I just don't think anybody prays for cops. I don't think anybody goes and walks up to cops anymore and like just asks them to pray. So I think that was really cool. I just prayed over like his safety and everything. Um, but we got into some good conversations and stuff like that. It's, it's been super cool. But it's funny that like when we were in Mexico, like I've run into more people here that don't speak English in Orlando than I have in Mexico City. Like... Not even kidding. I ran in, like, the first four people that I tried to talk to, French guy, no English. Spanish guy, no English. Portugal, no English. Like, I was, like, I was using, at one point, I was using Google Translate to talk to this janitor in the, in the Orlando Mall. And so, uh, so that was, that was really fun. It's, it's kind of, like, it's funny how we'd say, like, in America, there's no language barrier, but that's not really true anymore. Um, so, yeah, then, then uh, yesterday, we went out to Daytona Beach, and that was just so cool, but, like, by then, like, we're getting some serious, like, spiritual warfare going. Like, if you, if you don't know, like, if you kind of don't believe in spiritual warfare, like, come on a mission trip, because it's crazy. Like, Jackson was getting down a little bit last night. Like, he was sharing that, and, and me, too. And, like, each of us has pretty much been attacked, like, in our own, in our own way. Like, for me, it was kind of like my thought life. Um, today, I feel like Satan was just trying to remind me of some things that I've done in the past, and trying to tell me that I'm not forgiven for that, and that just kind of got me in a zone today. Um, but it, it's just so cool that, like, as you grow deeper with your relationship with God, as you get to know him more personally, and, and let him get to know you more personally, too, by sharing, like, how your day is going and stuff like that, it's like you become, like, homies. You just start talking to each other, and so I just, I just gave that thought to him and um, really just kind of let him just fill me with this spirit and then, like, just, like, during worship and stuff like that, I really just felt him, like, speak to me, like, that stuff you heard today, he said, like, that's not true at all. And, like, you're here right now, just fix your eyes on me, is kind of what he said. And it's just so cool um, to see how God, like, works through you if you let him get to know you and you, you get to know him as well. 
so we got to, uh, we went out to um, Daytona Beach. We, uh, we set up some face paint, some uh, balloon animals for kids all free. And we were just kind of gathered a crowd around and some of the girls would like paint faces while some, some of us went and go talk to parents while the kids were getting their faces painted. Um, and that was super cool. I, I got to meet a, a, a lady who um, I got to just really encourage and, and just kind of get her thinking about the gospel. And something that's really cool is like, I feel, I feel like God just kind of gives us little, little like, see, I told you so moments. Cause like I was walking down the, I was walking down the boardwalk and there's this group of like 20 people in like a circle. And I was like, I was so, I, I felt like I should go up and talk to them, but I was so afraid to, cause I was like, I didn't want them to be like in a cult or something and then come all like, start like hitting me. And I'm like, <laughs> but uh, so I just skipped them for then. I went down and just kind of started talking to some other people. And when I came back, one of the ladies who was standing in the circle, she was kind of eyeing one of the tracks that I had in my hand. And I went up and handed it to her. Um, and then I handed it to the next guy. And he just started talking to me. Turns out all 20 of them were missionaries from New York. And then he, they just like all encouraged the crap out of us and prayed for us and everything. And so that was, that was just really, really cool. So yeah, we're we're in the middle of it this week. This is Wednesday, so we're going to be going um, we're going to be going until Saturday morning. So there's going to be a lot more stories. It feels like we've done like a year's worth of work already. Like I was thinking about Sunday night when we first started, and I was like, "Wow, I barely even remember that already." <laughs> um, so yeah, that's just that's just um, how it's been. So thank you guys for coming out. Okay, hey guys, um, I'm Elijah, um, and I'm pretty much going to tell you um, how I came to join this mission trip. So at first, I didn't really want to. Um, I had singing lessons on Tuesdays all throughout July, guitar lessons, um, rehearsals for a show, and I'm just—I was just tired. I was—I just didn't want to do it. And um, one night I had this crazy dream. Um, so I was, walk I was walking down the halls of the bridge over there, and there's this big poster of um, the mission trip. And right next to it was like those little um, roster things like you see for football or basketball and stuff. And um, I went up to it, and as I was watching, um, an invisible hand kind of just like wrote my name on it. And um, then th that was the end. And it was a reoccurring dream for a couple nights. And um, I just felt like um, God was leading me to join the mission trip. And um, I am so glad I did. From the uh, early mornings to um, late nights, like last night we got um, back at midnight from Daytona. And um, it has it has really been a blessing um, running into the missionary guys and talking to uh, Crazy Dave today in the um, motel thing. And I'm not being rude. That what he he told me to call him that. Um, <laughs> it it was it was very it was a very um, interesting encounter, and I loved every minute of it. Um, evangelizing has really been encouraging, if not tiring. And, um, yeah, I'm just really glad I got to join this mission trip with all the uh, amazing people here. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's the end of it. So. Yeah, Rad. Thanks, guys. Um, Shaler, come up here, man. 
Um, students, that was really good. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, and thanks you guys. Yeah, I was just looking around the room. You, you guys were really honored to them and very attentive. Um, I pray that that encourage you guys, but also challenge you guys. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I'm on this trip, so I'm not missing out. But if you feel like you're missing out, uh, man, ask God, like, God, why, why didn't I sign up in the first place? Because you were invited to come. But pray and uh, ask God if he wants you to come next year. And it could be a no. It could be a closed door. Right? We want to ask God about these things, but let's just begin by asking God, God, what do you want from me next year? I don't know if we'll be in the country or out of the country, and you do have to apply. We don't just take absolutely anybody, um, but if the Lord wills it and something that he lays in your, on, on your heart, talk to me or and Pastor Mike about it, okay? Thanks so much for spending time with us. If you'd like to learn more about The Bridge, please follow us on Instagram at wearethebridge. Also, if you need prayer, send us a DM. Otherwise, tune in next time.